Today's show is brought to you by Jubileo Gym Covent Garden. Need an effective workout using state-of-the-art equipment in the earth of London West End? Then visit Jubileo Gym on the corner of Covent Garden, where you can also check out the gym sauna, as well as a whole host of great fitness classes. Join the best gym in central London with membership start from just £14.98 per week. Find out more at jubileogym.co.uk or telephone 020 78 to work out at Jubileo Gym Covent Garden. Hello everybody and welcome to the Two Guys on Fitness podcast. You're joining me, Alan, Teresa, as you do every month, I think, for every episode we've recorded over the past couple of years. And my good friend here, Julian Bertharat, who is, let's be honest about it, looking a little bit bigger than when I saw him last time, possibly because he was eating and drinking a certain man over Christmas. How are you, Julian? And did you have a very nice Christmas yo ho ho? Yeah, I did have. It was um, uh, a good Christmas. And uh, yeah, I love catching up with my family. Uh, of course, because I, I spent the whole year living in away abroad. So for me, it's like um, a special time to see them and spend time with them without rushing around, just enjoying their presence and the food, of course. What about you, Alan? I too had a lovely Christmas. I was out in Italy where it was uh, very cold, uh, very seasonal, very lovely. And yes, indeed, I also uh, spent time with family and friends and ate and drank a great deal. So uh, as we await the arrival of New Year, which will uh, no doubt uh, be a wonderful thing, uh, let us move on, Julian, with this episode of the podcast. And for those of uh, our lovely listeners who are new to Two Guys on Fitness, this is a podcast about health, fitness, exercise, and diet. And you are joining myself and my good friend, personal trainer, Julian Berthoud, here from Jubilee Hall Gym in Covent Garden, where we were just saying it is rather cold. Uh, and, you know, people, however, are doggedly, even though it is just before New Year, uh, doing their best to use the equipment and to get fit. Do you feel fit, Julian, even though it is Christmas? Or, or have you got your feet up for the whole season? Uh, I'm feel rested, I would say. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's good for the body, it's good for the mind to take a break. Uh, because as we all know, obsession does not lead to success. That is true. That That is a very philosophical uh, approach to life generally, I feel. Don't you, ladies and gentlemen? Anyway, enough of this kind of post-Christmas, New Year kind of banter. Uh, let us move on. Now, uh, this month, we are having a little insight into the world of fitness competitions. And we have been speaking to, I say we, it's actually Julian who had the uh, conversation in question, with a uh, fitness model, a chap who... Uh, competes in uh, fitness competitions called Gabrielle Abibu, who uh, very kindly sat down with my good personal trainer friend Julian Bertharad here to talk about the experience of preparing for, training for, and taking part in such competitions. Uh, they went off uh, and talked. So, shall we have a little listen to uh, your conversation with Gabrielle and then we'll have a little chat ourselves, Julian? Yes, of course. It was uh, interesting as always and uh, yeah 
very informative. Uh, I did like the open-minded of uh, Gabriel uh, about fitness and competition. So enjoy. Hi guys, so tonight I'm with uh, Gabriel Abibou and uh, let's go straight forward. So tell me about yourself and who are you and what do you do, Gabriel? Okay, I'm Gabriel. I'm a fitness model, muscle model, also a personal trainer and I've uh, been doing personal training for 15 years. Has its up and downs, but yeah, pretty much. Thank you. So, um, tell us more about uh, the fitness model. Like, uh, what does that involve? Okay. So, fitness model, muscle model, um, involves literally training, literally for a show. It depends how many shows you want to do a year. Whether it's one show, two show, three show. But it involves dieting down to pretty much your a low body fat percentage then getting on stage, competing in a couple of categories and presenting all your hard work uh, to the a routine, certain poses to show your condition, your muscle condition on stage in front of a few hundreds of people and people online. So that's what it involves. How old were you? when you did the first one first? Okay, I think I started in 2017, so that is probably about five years ago. That's when, you know, um, I think I just reached my 30s and I needed a new goal, just something to help me with my career at the same time. And, you know, just to, you know, I gave it a go and, you know, I've been doing it ever since. So, how did you get started and what was your journey? I mean, all overall, like in your fitness life career? Um, I think as, um, as a personal trainer, um, I started in college when I literally um, didn't really know which part of fitness I wanted to take part in. Honestly, I didn't really know which course to take, whether it was media study or, or science or something. So. One of my friends actually told me I should sign up on this fitness course. And just the fact it was a bit practical, it had my interest about certain weight loss or fitness and a bit of sports that actually caught my attention. So from there, I just kind of took a bit more interest in that area. And to be honest with you, leaving school, I think that's the only thing that actually caught my interest. Uh, have you thought at an early age like uh, to practice uh, any sport? Honestly, I was literally terrible at every single sport. My football, my brothers played football, my best friend played basketball. I was a bit of a fat kid. So I think when they opened a gym in school, like when you get to like the last year of secondary school, when you're about 14, 15, I realized that I actually enjoy spending hours. As I watch my muscle grow, develop puberty, into you start to mature puberty and then just the fact of the muscle development as you see yourself turn to a boy into like a, a muscly young man i think that's what literally was very very appealing to me at the same time so tell me about like how much performance is there in uh, competing in fitness competition 
Well, the performance, I, I honestly think the performance is the biggest part of it. You know, like literally like anything performance, whether it's acting, singing, dancing, and you're going to compete against uh, 15 other people who look just as good as you, who are have dieted just as long as you, who are in good looking, in shape, the whole works just as you. Now, now your performance, this is what makes you stand out, whether you're gonna get first place, second place, or third place. So this, pretty much the performance is the last little thing after everything you've done, but it's the most important, depending on how you place. So I think performance is very, very, very important. How do you prepare and how much time is involved? I, th I think over the years, I, I actually learned that even when you're not getting ready for a show, like it takes 12 weeks to prepare for a show, but even months and months before that, there's certain things you pretty much have to do that has to be consistent with how you progress before you even start getting ready for a show. And that's the most important thing. I didn't used to do that before with the nutrition, the eating, like four to five meals when you're not getting ready for a show. But then getting ready for a show, you might even have to increase the nutrition a bit more. But actually, a big it play, there's a big part in even before, 12 weeks before get, starting getting ready for a show, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of preparation you have to do with yourself to discipline and make sure you don't gain too much weight. If you put on 20 kg over your stage weight, it's going to make your life hell doing off-season. But if you only put on like four, five, six kg, that's manageable. You could lose that in 12 weeks without killing yourself and, you know, and, and literally putting your body through hell for 12 weeks or... Yeah, because it, it can be quite violent, I'd say, like as a process, you know, to lose weight yeah, too quickly. It's, it's, it's very, to lose weight, it's very, very aggressive. It, it's going to be very aggressive if you have a lot of weight to lose. That means if it's too aggressive, you honestly would not mentally be able to function at work, uh, communicating with people, moving around. You always be tired at home. You'd be lying in your bed. You realize, why well, don't I have, have any energy? Because you just burnt lots and lots of calories in the morning, in the evening. Now you want to try to do normal stuff. It's, the human body is not just built for this. So I, I always try to recommend people to advise me, like, oh, before they start preparing, I'm like, get a lot of time off work. Try not to socialize too much. Just try to rest as much. Try to be smart about when you exercise, recovery time, and try not to take too much on. Have a lot of downtime. Is there an annual fitness competition circuit? Um, I think there's another lesson I learned. Um, annual competition, there's so many different kind of shows, but it literally depends on what level you think you are. There's smaller shows, there's bigger shows, and then there's this part of the natural shows and there are enhanced shows. Me personally, for my health, I like to stay on the natural shows because I don't, honestly don't like to take anything. So, but you, people who take stuff and people who don't take stuff do do the same shows, but it just depends how much you, personally, how much you want to risk. Personally, I don't think it's, as much as I, I, I enjoy it, I don't think it's literally worth that much to actually take too much stuff because I believe um, any upside to, uh, 
any stimulant you take, any upside to something, there's a big, big downside. So I just let, you know, the body do what it's supposed to do without getting too much help, to be honest with you. It is for someone like me who is not into bodybuilding convention, it is like something I heard before, but I think the people around, uh, out of these things, do not realize that there is actually two sort of level. So you mentioned the level where you can go through natural yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and then the other level. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think people don't realize that. I, and, and literally, that's the thing. There's two kind of shows. So that's, there's a reason I started fitness bodybuilding and not your normal bodybuilding. Normal fitness bodybuilding is more of a cheesy, light version where you can actually do it natural. They're looking for, for like your average Joe Beach kind of body, a bit smooth tone. Now, bodybuilding, some people do it natural, but that's the one that's literally dominated for using a lot of stuff. Even I'm, I'm aware of this. If you're going to be natural and you're going to take part in bodybuilding, you need the kind of experience I have. Five years knowing how to do things, then you can do it natural. But honestly, if you don't have that kind of experience of a few minimum five years, four years, or the right kind of guidance, then in the ones that are not natural, you're going to have a very, very hard time because these guys, they would have taken everything to make their muscles look hard, to have very low body fat. They would have taken everything in the sun. So you really, really have to be careful. Where have you competed and what has been your most exciting experience? I have competed in quite a few shows from um, UKUP to Miami Pro to Pure Elite. But um, I'm not gonna, uh, because I'm not so competitive, this is really why I actually like this kind of competing thing because at the same time, it's really not that competitive. Honestly, personally, I think for me personally, I don't have a competitive spot bone in my body, so it's kind of like a personal achievement to be honest with you. So the competitive side of it, you know, like backstage, you're just talking to the rest of the guys you're going up against and you're just like having normal chats, how the wife has a kid, how was your prep? And if you lose, you lose, you win, you win. If you place first, second, third, fourth, it is what it is. Some people take it hard, some people take it not well. But for like most sports, remember, there's not that much money in it. So don't try to get too competitive because honestly, I never get too competitive because there's really not any money in it. Unless you know how to play the game with the social media or camera. I do some stuff for TV and films. So that's how I use it to kind of generate money. But when you do the shows, if there's not a major price for the winner, trust me, you're going to spend about two, three, five grand just trying to get ready for a show. Women especially spend about five grand getting ready for a show. Men will spend about, the tan is about 300. Enter a show, each category is about 80 pounds each. Um, the trunks, if you want to place well, they mark you on the trunks. That's another few, that's another hundred. Um, if you're going to travel to the venue, you're going to pay for transport. All the most shows are out of London. So train cross out of London, that's another hundred. If you're going to stay in a hotel, you remember Travel Lodge, that's another 80 pounds. So you're looking at about two grand, three grand. And for women, they're looking at makeup, hair, for their bikini and stuff. And it's, it's, it doesn't stop, that's about five grand. So I only got smart like last three years to literally budget, you know? I will borrow, I will swap a trunk with another athlete who did the show last year to get their drunk so I don't spend any money. 
I wouldn't travel a day before. I'll travel on the day so I don't have to stay in a hotel. You just try to do as cheap as possible. So remember, before you get too competitive, there's no money in this. It's a bit like a large question, but how do you train? Okay, so, you know, when I started this, I was... 29, 30. So I could honestly train. I could train five days or six days and keep on going. But as as my body noticed, as each prep every single year, I realized I can't recover as much as before. And so it's the training is not getting any easier. So you have to get smarter. Your recovery is going to get a lot slower. Your strength. You're not going to be as strong as you were when you were younger. But to be honest with you, in a natural federation, it's not that important. So now, pretty much, I just literally, if I, I just get about four training sessions in, then three weeks before a show, I might, or a month before a show, I might increase it to like five days. But honestly, uh, training, literally, to be honest with you, for natural federation, or if you know what you're doing, you really don't have to train that hard. You just do what you can in an hour. You don't want to overtrain. It's not realistic. You don't want to undertrain if you don't know what you're doing. It's not realistic. So that is a quite tricky question. But if you're smarter, the more you do it, the less you actually realize you don't have to kill yourself for seven days. The human body cannot perform at high intensity for seven days. You need recovery. You need rest. And you really, really need to know your body and how to push it. So me personally, I'll do maybe upper body rest, then maybe legs and back, then a rest. I might train every two training days. I might have a rest day or every day I train, I might have another rest day. But you got to remember, the human body is not a machine, so you really you can't really overtrain. So that's really actually a tricky, tricky, tricky question. It depends on the individual, but I wouldn't recommend, you know, it's not, it's not powerlifting. It's not, you're not going to the Olympic. You know, just sit down, push a safe weight, don't injure your joint. You know, just sit down, do some chest press, do some Smith machine. I don't do any standing squats. I use the Smith machine for my lower back safety. I'm getting older, my knee, my hip. I don't put shit like that. I'm not carrying heavy weights. I just work till failure, 15, 15, 12. I'm not doing a heavy six. I'm not doing no deadlift, my lower back. I, I do a lot of stuff seated, Smith machine, assisted. I'm trying to pump the muscle. I'm not trying to go to the Olympic. I'm not trying to be a power lifter. I'm not trying to be the world's strongest man. I'm just trying to make the muscle look good. And that's just to get tear as much muscle fiber and pump as much blood into it as much as possible. So for anyone at any age, you can actually, you can train just right for your body. People think you have to push really heavy or you have to train for two hours. You don't. There's only so much the body can do. Minimum 45 minutes, you can train at your max strength, then it starts to die down. So think about that. How do you eat? Do you follow a specific dietary regime? Oh, that's another tricky one. So uh, many years ago, you can actually see from my stage pictures, I used to eat about three to four meals. Was the consistency of the protein right? Was I having enough carbohydrates? Was I enough fats? You know, and I, to be honest with you, I never really, really placed that well. When I started to learn this, I realized the older you get, you start losing muscle fiber. So you might need more protein. The more muscle you put on, then guess what? You have to increase the amount of protein you consume and how much carbs. You have to be careful about carbs. You don't want too much carbs or your body, you might not use that much. 
you don't want too much protein because you remember your body can only break down 25 grams of protein. If after training, your body can consume a bit more. But that depends on how much muscle fiber you already have. So that's a tricky question, really depending on the individual. If you're lean already, you could probably consume a lot more carbs, a lot more fat. You don't really have to worry about that. But if you have a slightly slower body fat in your family, genetic, you're slightly stocky fat, round, then I say lower the carbs, increase the protein a bit more, move a bit more, even before you get ready for a show. So your diet really depends on your metabolism, how much you move around. Don't consume 500 calories if you can't digest it. Consume 2,000, and depending on days I train, I'll probably consume a bit more. Days I don't train, I'll consume a bit less. As the show went on, I realized if I wanted to look lean and hard and shredded, and this is what this kind of competition is, I will have to eat a bit more smaller, but more regularly. So from eating four meals five years ago, on off season, I'm on five meals and getting to a show, I might start to have six small meals. Towards the end, I'm probably having seven small meals, to be honest with you. So the muscles to look that kind of condition, to look that high level competitiveness, it needs to get nutrient every three hours. And it's not like a lot of food, it's just a very small amount of food. And the smart thing you can do is pick food you like. I like turkey, I keep something like fish I could digest, I keep egg whites. I'm not gonna be like eating like five steaks. Your body can't digest it, you have to be careful. Then depending on how much carbs you eat, really depending on how close to the competition you are. And that's, that's another complicated question. If you're someone that, you're quite small, then you could probably do cardio and you know eat as much carbs as you want and see how your body responds to it. If you're someone that puts on weight easily, then you be careful how much carb you use because you might not be using too much of it. That's an, another complicated question, depending on how much muscle you have at the same time. So yeah, that's a tricky question. So what would uh, be your advice for guys, anyone starting out in fitness and looking to compete, or even I would say as uh, to compete or to be a personal trainer? Uh, I would say um, do it. Personally, I think this is one of the best choices I've made because I realized with my age, you, it's really, really hard to find that motivation to look, one, to look as a personal trainer. Be good shape, stomach, chest, back, good legs, move around, function, you know, play with your partner if you're not really happy with yourself. So. If you're someone that has a bit of vanity, you like the way you look, you like the way you look in clothes, it's a good motivation and a good drive. Like twice a year, I know I have to drop my weight. Then uh, during the year, I might relax on nutrition a bit, might not train so much, but I know there's gonna be a time in the year where I have to just have a goal. And, and during this, I've learned a lot of nutrition for my personal training through competing. Um, learn a lot about my body, what I respond to, how I can eat, balance, and maintain, and you know, even when a show is not on, to look good in clothes. I know I, I, I don't look good at 100 kg, but I look good on the beach at um, 94 kg, 96 kg. But stage weight is about 90 kg, so I know to be happy and to look good in clothes and to be happy with myself, physically appealing to women and stuff like that. I like 94, I'm a lot more, it holds in my confidence. And as I get older, I know it's getting harder as I get older. So it's just good to know this for my work and for my personal life, it's all kind of linked. So if you want to do this and you like a certain look or aesthetic feature, it's not for everyone. And I, and I don't advise everyone to do it if it's not for you, but if you do like that, kind of look and fitness, performance, you know, training, sexually, anything is one of the best things you can actually ever do. 
and about the personal trainer uh, business, just like mm. specifically, mm. any advice uh, you would say? For the personal training business, I always say, people will say um, it's not important if you look the part, but how can you preach something you don't want to look, look the part? <laughs> For the personal training thing, you need to look the part. And if you want to get into personal training, um, yeah, just just uh, one of the good thing I remember good thing I can advise is personality and knowing your client. It's all about clientele. It's patience, client, study your client, have different approaches. That's another subject altogether. But yeah, repeating for 15 years and just knowing your client, adapt to way of life, different way of marketing, generating business and things like that because it's changing and it's getting harder. It's getting harder, it's getting more challenging, there's more competitive, people are getting more involved in it because they, get, they think it's easy money, but it's not easy money, but the most important thing is just to update your knowledge, um, evolve with the time, whether it's social media you have to push, whether it's a website you have to push, whether it's how you generate business you have to try to get, but try to figure it out because that's going to be the hardest part of marketing. Thank you very much. Uh Uh, Gabriel, thank you very much for your time and, uh, and see you around. Definitely. Good to see you, brother. So that's Gabriel Abibu there talking to our wonderful personal trainer, uh, Julian Bertherat, about competing and preparing to compete, actually, uh, in fitness competitions. Now, uh, Julian, that was a very interesting conversation and it raised a couple of um, queries in my mind, actually. And the first one was the balance of training against diet to get results, which Gabrielle spoke about uh, there from his own experience. When you train with your clients, how do you balance that conversation in terms of changing body shape and getting fitter? Is there an emphasis on training or on diet? And what do you think is more important? I think what is important when you train people, it's you have to understand that most of the time, people who come to reach out to you as, as a personal trainer, by definition, are likely not to be into physical activity. And I think it's a balance of uh, understanding your structure of workout Um, understanding the form of an exercise, why you do position your body that way or the other way in order to reach to target a muscle. Diet is important too, but in my mind it can't come first because uh, the first thing is to get on with the gene environment, which is hard enough like that, you know, to feel yourself comfortable with the environment comfortable to get in the gym, put on shorts, train, sweat, to get on with that. I have to say that from the course of, you know, being a personal trainer to the real life of being a personal trainer at the job, I think what you, you know, you learn from people actually. They does tell you about their lifestyle, what they want, what they put on weight or not, what they are giving you all the information you need really. Yeah, the balance between diet and uh, working out, it's that do not, uh, you don't want the poor diet to interfere and slow down your, the results you are getting from your own workout. 
Very good. Now, um, one thing that Gabrielle also touched upon there was how training to take part in fitness competitions is pretty much a long-term lifetime journey. Is it possible to train for short periods of time for results, or do you have to take that kind of very long horizon view to build up fitness and to have a fit body? Well, I think it depends... It depends like where you start from, really. If you never, ever exercise properly on a regular basis, I would say, yeah, you can count like two, three years. Sometimes it takes like, uh, it can take like just six months to get the right mindset, attitude, uh, being consistent. One of the uh, first issues uh, and that remain in a, in, in a fitness career uh, from a personal point of view is the people are not sometimes consistent enough. You know, we, we try to build up a pattern, to create a pattern to, in order to get results. And it might just take six months to someone or a year just to simply achieve two workouts a week you know, for months and months, just to get to that point. And I'm not talking even about, you know, weight-wise or result or progress or whatever. Just a simple fact to turn up twice a week at the gym for six months a year. It's already, from my point of view, from what I learned, a sort of achievement. And then from that point, you can't, we can be more ambitious with the workout, with the weight, with the nutrition and all that. But I think it's, uh, it depends. If you used to work out, some people just need a little bit of structure and it's then it can be quicker. It's, it really depends case by case. But I don't think there is any shortcut way to, to get results. One short uh, cut that a lot of people uh, do take, however, is in the use of what Gabrielle uh, rather uh, delicately referred to as enhancements in uh, the male bodybuilding arena, um, supplements uh, and so on. And obviously that leads into a discussion around steroids. Do you encounter that a lot in the course of your work in the gym with guys who want to make gains in the, uh, the amount of muscle that they're carrying? And um, how do you deal with that? Well, I think it's... Uh I've never been really judgmental about that, but I know uh, by expand it's a very taboo question, you know. Nobody will say upfront and loud, I take steroids. Nobody will say that. They will learn that. I know statistically, I think there's seven people out of 10 on, uh, I don't know if it's UK or London statistic. I will take it for London to be honest. Uh, um, so seven of out of 10 member or not, you know, colleague or whatever, uh, on, on personal trainer, have uh, have taken or are taking uh, those product. So I think it's um, the society we live in. We want result, and it seems like sometimes it does bring result to you, especially if you know what you're doing when you train. And I think it's very hard to get out of this logic when you get result, while well, you want to keep uh, getting result. And uh, when I say it's a society thing, it's every sport in the world is touched by that, the football, the cyclism, uh, rugby, stuff like that. It's, you know, and uh, that's why it's, it's not about being judgmental, it's about trying to understand the triggers of all this, why you do this, when you take it, what time. And uh, I, for my, I just can talk for myself, and I just remember very well uh, when 
uh, the day when I was asking about it, I was on my 20, like probably 20, 21. My rugby car was not going uh, the way I wanted. And I remember asking the guy uh, some information about it. Uh, I didn't cross the line, if I can say. And uh, some 20 years later, I'm kind of proud about it. But it's, that was the closest moment I was to, you know, consider uh, a story what was. So I think it come, in my life, it come to, that question come to maybe a weak point, a weak moment of my life. I was failing. And yeah, the question came up. So, but um, yeah, no, it's part of the, of the business, definitely. And um, yeah, I keep my ears open to get information, how does he work, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not close to that. Of course, to my client, I can't recommend something I don't recommend for myself. So that's uh, quite simple. With regard to something that Gabrielle and yourself talked about there, which was the amount of protein, for example, that um, the body can process during a, a typical uh, day, uh, Gabrielle touched upon uh, the figure of 25 grams, which is how much the body can actually process if you put that amount of protein into it and make use of it uh, in a kind of productive way. Um, that was quite interesting because obviously a lot of people who go to the gym take protein shakes or they eat protein bars or whatever. Is it actually the case that a lot of that consumption is a waste of time then? <laughs> There's actually only a limit to how much you can you know, put body building or muscle building fuel into the body and it's not exactly a quick fix? You can push your body, you can gain eight kilo muscle in uh, naturally. And uh, yeah, I heard that before because in, in rugby, obviously, the, the size of the player, the weight of the player is important, you know, like for, for the team. And, uh, and beyond this eight kilo, uh, roughly, uh, while you need a little help, you know, and um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's a, a lot of people. The thing is, you know, I uh, I always have this image of people striking my mind going out of the gym and shaking their protein shake, you know, like a, a bit like um, um, a kind of subculture or something like that, you know, like you just yeah, you went to the gym so you shake your protein shake, you know, and and but. I'm not sure in all these cases, those people I saw that saw doing that, I'm not sure they know why they are doing that. It looks like it's a mimic, you know, they, they reproduce behavior of other people. But there is two sort of people. There is a the bodybuilder who know what they're doing. They compete, you know, they know why they are getting into that. And the people who just saw people who are about to compete, but they don't compete themselves. So it's sort of like, um, it's, it's not good enough, you know, to... Uh, th that's one of the things as well on the gym floor is different profile, different perspective, goals. And it's very important to make your, yourself, your, your mind clear about what you're trying to get out of all that, you know. And maybe the trainer uh, expands a point of view can help to, to go through this uh, question, you know. Absolutely. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Gabrielle, a little bit earlier there, talking about what it takes to compete in a fitness competition. And Julian and Gabrielle talking about the balance between training and diet. And we'd just like to uh, thank Gabrielle for taking the time to sit down with Julian and um, share his experiences 
with him and it was a very interesting listen and by the way if you want to find out more about Gabriel or reach out to him uh, check the uh, show notes where we include all the links for Gabriel's website and his Instagram and Facebook and so on. Yeah, Gabriel was, uh, it's it's interesting for someone like me because I'm not from, uh, I never done any competition. You know, I did rugby competition, obviously, for many, many years. And uh, it is competition, it's interesting. But when you come to fitness, you step in uh, a different world, which was and still sometimes don't feel like it's my home, you know. And uh, and you meet people like Gabriel or fully committed to that sort of world. And um, that's where you listen, basically, and you learn stuff. And uh, that's why I, I can't say thank you enough to Gabriel to take up his, some of his time and to, to talk about that. Interested in popular culture, movies, music and politics? Then check out ageofdivision.com to read reviews, retrospectives and commentary on the current crazy world we live in. Ageofdivision.com, where popular culture meets the world we live in. Now, every month on the podcast, as regular listeners will be aware, we dip into our mailbag, uh, not a physical mailbag, obviously, and we take out two questions or comments that have come into us since the last episode, and we answer those questions or respond to those comments. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so through our website, twoguysonfitness.com, or through his website, julienberto.com, or you can contact us through our Instagram, our Facebook, or our Twitter, and we I love it when you get in touch to do so. So, Julian, let's have a little look here. Um, I believe I'm the first one up this month. Let's have a look at my notes that uh, were very kindly printed out for me earlier. Okay, so first up, we have a question from Dan, who says he comes from London and has got in touch through our website. And Dan says he is 28. He goes to the gym when he can. He weighs just over 13 stone and works in IT. And I guarantee you, everybody, that when Julian comes to comment on this question the first thing he's going to say is uh dan doesn't say how tall he is uh so that 13 stone probably doesn't mean that much anyway and dan asked the following quote how do you best add muscle to muscle groups when they won't play ball i can't get my arms bigger and it's a pain end quote so julian this is one of those hard gainer kind of questions i think hard gainer i don't like that phrase uh, i kind of think so how do you add muscle if you do apparently all the right things but you're not getting the results you want to see. Thank you, Dan, for your question. Uh, we can talk about muscle uh, hypertrophy because that is what bodybuilding is about, how to increase your muscle cell, you know. And um, so basically there is one concept called uh, progressive overload. Um, so you basically want to try to add slight weight on the bar um, so you can go like a, a pyramid uh, uh, sort of structure for your workouts so you do 12 reps with a certain weight then you put a bit more you try to do 10 and so on eight six and maybe three but the idea is to building to add in muscle is to try to with the moment you can't lift the bar so to to go uh, to the limit and that's a good way also that's over 24 uh, of a day basically you got the moment you train 
and then there is anything you have to take care of from rest time to recovery and I really insist on the recovery thing because most of the people mistake is that they, do, they just want to do too much and they never let the muscle uh, to go to recover and if the muscle don't recover it doesn't grow initially uh, when we start the podcast uh, on this episode I remember saying like obsession does not lead to success so that's important to bear that in mind so there you go Dan I hope that's uh, helpful for you and um, that you're able to add the muscle mass to the parts of your body or indeed the whole of your body uh, that you are looking to add to so next up Julian uh, is the second question which I believe you have got in front of you right now that's correct our next question is from Angel who also has got in touch through our website. Angel does not tell us her weight, but says she's 42 and works part-time. Her question is as follows. I'm going to be training in the new year after being off work for a while. Is it better to train alone with someone or to get through a class or group activity? And what do you prefer for yourself? So there you go. So this is one of those going to the gym and how do you get the best out of it questions, I do believe. And uh, it's a kind of question, Angel, that a lot of people ask in one form or another. And before Julian warms up that mega brain of his, uh, I will just say that for myself, uh, having done uh, classes, which I really enjoyed when I used to do classes, I used to do kickboxing for a while, which I loved, uh, and also training uh, with a gym buddy and also on my own. I, for myself, enjoyed doing the classes. I liked the social element to that. I thought it was a really great thing to look forward to. And I also enjoy working out myself. Working out of a gym buddy didn't work out for me very well, I'd just like to say, because you're sort of always kind of tied to the, the other person to have a good workout. What do you think, Julian? Well, thank you for your question, Angel. One of the um, important information here is you mentioned you've been uh, off work for a while and um, that means like I, I, I assume you didn't train uh, for a while as well. So I don't know, starting, it's again, there's so many things we I would love to know about you, um, your expense uh, regarding physical activity uh, because it, this kind of information will drive me to a certain answer. But let's say I stick to my gun. I will say that you should not train on your own at first. A, it, it seems a bit harsh and to, to start on your own after a long time off. Uh, also January, a dark weather, uh, cold, all those things like are not the best stop, the best start to step in the gym, really. So I will get through. You know, there's two basically options. They, you got a friend with into it, a familiar faces basically, and you, this person can help you to train together and and this, or. Or you can go through uh, classes, that's true. Uh, classes for beginner, you should in, insist on that when you start a class, you should talk to the fitness instructor, the class instructor, and just say, look, it's been a while I didn't train, 
and uh, yeah so just to uh, make and sure the person understand your your profile uh, group activity well yeah you can go there is some running club uh, in London and uh, and other sport and I mean you know touch rugby stuff like that it's also a good uh, uh, get into it all depends on your background obviously as a rugby man I will say like well why not uh, to do uh, touch rugby there is some uh, I saw recently there were some female team only and uh, there is a mixed team as well so there is plenty of um, I think you should ask yourself what do you like you know if you like swimming maybe get into a swimming club if you like running you know a running club so uh, gym wise definitely I will go through uh, classes yeah that's all I can say and uh, and beginner classes and uh, yeah spinning body pump classes you know you mix and try to stick to it for you know you should try twice a week going to the gym then and uh, stick to it for a few weeks and then re-update indeed and i think the uh, key principle here is it's a case of getting into a rhythm and doing whatever works for you because you've got to enjoy it haven't you otherwise in the medium and long term you're not going to train you're just going to drop out and it's just going to be another annoying part of your life which eventually will overwhelm you yeah absolutely it's all about creating a pattern because the result ultimately will come from you being consistent about uh, about your workout uh, we talk uh, on a higher level with Gabriel about like competition and things like that but I say also for my job like now I've been 15 years training people you know one of the first step to validate and it's not an easy one is just to learn how to create a new pattern with your workout and you do create a new pattern when it's sustainable to your lifestyle and also to your personality some people are mad crazy about training some people are not mad crazy my job is to reach out everyone and i have to say i like to reach uh, those people who never will i think will be into gym uh, fully but i just want to make them uh, do the minimum because even the minimum or the moderate workout is a great workout and um, yeah that's my uh, you know it's um that's remind me when i was in school and uh, in the english course and you uh, i see the teacher like being i remember the teacher being so involved with people who were good at talking english and there was always like four or five guys um not really getting into a uh, foreign language and the teacher could see um admits like okay we 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 sort of lost them and uh, and it's normal and i uh, you know I, i remember that and when i train people even you if for some of them they will look like difficult is definitely they are not difficult to me i think it's uh it's very important to make everyone training you know doesn't matter your level So there you go. Uh, two questions answered for this episode. And we hope, Dan and Angel, that uh, Julian's uh, replies there were helpful. And remember, everybody, if you do want to get in touch, you can do so through our social media or our websites. We won't repeat all that again. And we absolutely love it when you do so. So there you go, Julian. Uh, here we are on the very verge of 2022 ending and 2023 beginning. 
Are you going to be doing anything exciting for New Year's Eve, or are you just going to see it in in a more laid back way? Yes, it is. 2022 been uh, a good year all overall, I would say, and um, and I've got um, some uh, new idea for 2023. So um, yeah. Well, yes, good. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was a very exciting uh, response and moment there. And we'd just like to thank Gabrielle for taking the time once again to sit down with uh, my good friend Julian uh, and talk about uh, his life and being a fitness model. It was a really interesting listen. And to all of you who are listening to us right now, uh, we wish you all the best for the new year and for whatever happens in 2023 and with your your diet and your training and your fitness lifestyle if that's what you're focusing on and as 2022 does come to an end we say to you enjoy your workout